0: If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 6. You know, I don't know about you. Many of you, you may have not grown up in church, but I grew up in church. And, you know, church has its own talk. It has its own lingo, uh, uh, you know, languages. It has its own things that it does. We have a lot of traditions. You know, in a lot of, and a lot of churches do things differently. And, uh, you know, that's why each church has what they call their tenets of faith, you know, which is, which is the things that are non-negotiable. You know, we have 10 tenets of faith, and hopefully, you've, if you checked us out, you went on online and looked us up, and you looked at our tenets of faith, uh, which is what we believe in. You know, they're, they're, they're non negotiables. Those are things that we don't change. And so, if you haven't seen that, you probably ought to see that so you know what kind of church you go to. Amen. You know, it's good to, good to see those things there. But, uh, you know, in the Bible, it gives us the six fundamental principles of the doctrines of Christ. So I think all of us as the body of Christ, we should know the fundamental principles of things. How I many you know that, you know, I know that, you know, football season has started last Thursday, so that for the NFL and all that, and today's the big thing. That's why a lot of guys aren't here, because the 49ers are playing at 10 o'clock against the Steelers. And so, to say, how do you know that? Because I'm a 49er fan and a Steeler fan, so I'm, I'm a conflicting here, Okay. Because I spent 13 years in Pittsburgh and uh, uh, Pennsylvania, so it's kind of, it, it's up in the air there. But I grew up here in California, so I was a 49er fan back in the 60s when they were no good. Okay, so I've been a 49er fan since the 60s, so, so there's loyalty on both sides, you know, uh, along that line. But, you know, when they come back into training camp, they always have to do the fundamentals, they always have to go back and learn how to block, learn how to tackle, learn how to run the routes. have to go back and do the fundamentals. How many of you know that when you do the fundamentals well, uh, you know what? You can actually improve on things. And so when it says that we are supposed to look at th- these things, uh, you know, it's understanding the basics. How many of you know it's good to understand the basics? And then growing up in church, I always wanted to know why. Well, why do we do that? Why are we doing that? you know, why do we take communion? Why do we have water baptisms? You know, why do we do it this way? Why do we do it all this way? You know, and sometimes we get in ruts. I think we ought to change it up. One of these days, you're going to come in here, and I'm going to be preaching when you walk in, and we're going to do worship second. <laughs> so I'm going to get you ready for worship. So, you know, that's going to be fun. So, so well, when's that going to be? I ain't going to tell you. So we're just going to do that, just to stir up some things. I know you guys get all nervous because we got the seats all goofy here, but <laughs> praise the Lord. That's because we're trying to figure out how to do things online, make it nice, because when we did it before, nobody sits in the front rows. So it looks like we have nobody in our church. <laughs> We've got 200 and some odd people here, and they say, nobody's there. I said, I know, because nobody's right here, because that's what they see. <sighs> you know? I mean, we'd rather see the back of your bald head than nobody, okay? <laughs> Amen. All right. Have you found Hebrews chapter 6? Because we're going to talk about why we have water baptism. We're going to talk about the doctrines of baptisms. Because believe it or not, the Bible talks about four different baptisms in the Bible. But we're going to emphasize water baptism because that's what we're doing today. And, And you need to know and understand the why of it. Your kids need to understand, to be so they need to understand the why of it, what takes place. We're not going to make them get up here in front of everybody. That's terrifying, but what we are going to do is ask them if they know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, amen? You know, here in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 6... Uh, Verse 1 says, therefore, leaving the discussion, and this is the New King James, uh, you know, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ in the King James, it says the fundamental doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. It says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again, and let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repentance from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instructions about baptisms. Yes, you do. And yes, you do on all these. And then it says, and then it says, uh, this, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment and eternal judgment so God willing we will move forward to further understanding amen you know I don't think we ever leave the basics I think we have to continually remind ourselves why because we need to know why we believe what we believe amen you need to understand why we believe what we believe you talked about the doctrines of baptisms and so there's 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 several and I'm just going to go really quickly over the first two and then the third one is water baptism we're going to stay there But you need to understand what the Word of God says. One of the things about the Bible is, is that it's very clear on what we need to do. And the reason we do these things, so that it'll be a blessing to us. I mean, why did your parents make you do stuff? Amen? Because they were trying to train you and get you into a habit. You know, know, most of us, when we turned 18, we quit all those habits. That's the problem. Then we had to pick them up when we had kids and realize, oh gosh, those habits are good. But the first baptism is the baptism of repentance, which was John the Baptist. John the Baptist baptized people. He baptized them for repentance. It wasn't a salvation baptismal. In fact, John the Baptist baptized Jesus, you know, and, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, in, in, in doing so is because that it would fulfill scripture and it would do things, but John baptized under repentance, you know, because you remember in Acts chapter 19 when uh, Paul went down to the coast of Ephesus, he found certain disciples, and he said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And they said, we never even heard of whether there be any Holy Spirit. He said, under what baptism were you baptized? And they said, under John's baptism, Paul said, well, John truly baptized under repentance, but Christ has come, and then Paul preached Christ to them, they got saved, then they got filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, amen? That's verses one, nine, chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. I knew you knew that, so I just quoted it for you so you could see it. But the key is when we understand repentance is simply what John was doing. The second baptism is the baptism into Christ. Man, aren't you glad when you got born again, you been baptized into Christ? Because see, a lot of people have this idea that if you get water baptized, then you're saved. Thank you for your overwhelming response, because that's not true. If you get water baptized as a baby, you're not saved. You know, you're dedicated as a baby and you can be baptized as a baby, but that doesn't do anything. You don't know what you're doing. Your parents are saying they're going to live godly before you. That's what they're doing when they dedicate. We don't baptize babies here. We dedicate babies. Amen? Because water baptism is when you know that you've been born again. You know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and is your Savior. Amen? Hallelujah. And that you believe. And so what you're doing, you're acknowledging in front of everybody. Man, glory to God. The old man is going down, and the new man is coming up. Hallelujah. It's coming up. But see, to be born again, you got to get baptized into Christ. Amen. Some people used to always, you know, we used to sing this song. Not We used to sing this song, you know, we want Jesus to come into my heart. The key is, is that people have made Jesus a part of their life, and they haven't made him his life. Because you need to get baptized into him. You become in Christed, if you want it. That's not a word, but in, in Christ, okay? In Christ. You get baptized in him. You begin to come in him. You know, it's funny, because we want to let Christ be a part of our life instead of him be in our life. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Amen? You know, and of course, the question is, well, can I be saved without being baptized? Yeah. We see that in Acts chapter 10. We see that in several other places because water baptism doesn't save you. But it's something we're supposed to do because it's an ordinance of what Jesus said. It's what the disciples said. He told us to do this so that it was something that we needed to do. And it's so precious and so wonderful. Amen? And if you, if you, you grab a hold of this, something supernatural is going to happen and change in your life. And you should remember When you got water baptized, you should remember that experience. Like I told you, I was nine years old. That was a long time ago. (laughs) You know it was all right. You know that. You know just to let you know that was fifty-five years ago. Fifty-five years ago, I got water baptized and uh, got saved. But I remember that day. I remember I can I can still see the church that we did it in and all these these things. And I remember standing up in front of a terrified kid in front of a whole bunch of people. But I didn't care because Jesus was my Lord. I just got up and shared. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. I thank, actually thank God they made me do that because it really solidified some things in my life. It changed some things there. And so let's talk about water baptism a little bit here and what we're going to do and how we, out here because we're going to talk about how we're going to do it too because small wars have been fought yes. over water baptisms whole denominations have been created because of how you do it and in what way you do it. Isn't it amazing? We as Christians or we as people, we always want to think we got a corner on the market. Amen. You know that? You know, one of our tenets of faith, and somebody's always asked me, how come you put that tenant of faith in? I said, because I want people to know things. It's so sad that everybody wants to be well, I, this, this church and this church and this thing and that thing. One of our tenets of faith says that the body of Christ is made up of every person that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have a handle on just one thing. Because, you know, many people say, well, if you don't belong to this church, you're not saved. If you don't belong to that church, you're not saved. If you don't get done this way, you're not this. If you don't do it this way, you're not that. Amen. Now, now, thank God you're growing up now, thank God, but all of us that are a little bit older, we, we, you know, we knew, man, you didn't mess, I mean, you know, I mean, man, the Catholics never talked to the Baptists, <laughs> you know, and the Orthodox never talked to the Catholic because that was the first big rift, and then you get you know, all these things there, and everybody was this, or I'm going to be Presbyterian, I'm going to be Methodist, oh man, and then you had to church of Christ. Whew. And then you had the UPC, United Pentecostal Church, man, they didn't talk to anybody. And, and because they, you know, they, 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 it had to be done their way, it had to be done this, you know. And so, and, and, and one thing, and I grew up Southern Baptist, okay, that's pretty terrible. I mean, Baptist born, Baptist taught, and Baptist dead, okay? I mean, that's You can't, they just, you know, there's, you know, and it just, and it was always about, oh, this is terrible. And they were always saying how terrible every other denomination was. I never could handle that. That's why that's in my tenets of faith because, listen, there are wonderful people in every denomination. There are wonderful people in every church that love God. And every church has a revelation that everybody needs to grab a hold of and we've thrown out everybody in that. Amen? And it messes things up. you know. And people want to say, well, I want to show... And then you get everybody who wants to be the Holy Spirit and correct everybody. (laughs) There is a Holy Spirit and you are not it. (laughs) Amen? So we're going to go by what the Bible says today. We're just going to share the word of God, and we're going to do it our way. Is it right? I'm thoroughly convinced we're all wrong when all of us get to heaven, and we see that you actually made it. Whoa, we're going to be so excited. Then we're, and Jesus is going to show us, and we're all going to know, like, and we're going to know that we're all wrong, and none of us got it right, Okay. Praise God, but let's do what we know to do now, amen. Let's honor God, let's get a hold of the truth of the Word of God, let's let's be a blessing upon upon what He has for us, amen. And so, understanding what water baptism is all about it's understanding that, and the reason we fully immerse and not sprinkle is that we go down as you go down, and the old man is dead, and the new man is coming alive, you know. Hallelujah. And people get mad at other people because they sprinkling. Well, you have to understand when that all came about, people were having baptism and people were seeing them baptized. They went down and they killed everybody that was at the baptismal. So they thought instead of getting everybody killed when they get saved, how about we just do something different? Now, we don't have to have that anymore. So you can go back to what the disciples did. But that's the reason that that all started, you know. And it, wondered, it also lets us know that we are going down in one condition and we are coming up in a whole brand new condition. And sometimes, how I many of you know that we gotta be reminded of who we are in Christ all the time? Because the devil wants to tell you how terrible you are. He always wants to put you down of what you, how bad you've been, how lousy you how you haven't really measured up to what you should be. But thank God, you can always say, wait a minute, no, 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 no. I'm so glad I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm so glad that the old man is, is dead and the new man is alive. And the only one that can tell me my identity, the only one that can tell me who I am it's the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father God. He's the only one. He's the only one that has the right, hallelujah, to tell me those things there. Because not only that when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and then when I'm doing the outward sign of water baptism, not only do I get a new lineage, glory to God, I get a new status. I'm a child of God. I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. No longer is it me, but it's me in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's why salvation is so important of knowing who you are and what you have. Amen. It's not just getting fire insurance. It's not just trying to get to heaven. Amen. It's becoming a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. It's become a follower of Jesus, becoming a child of God, and it's learning how to live this new life in christ and it's so much fun and i've been doing it for so many years 55 years to be exact trying to serve god and honor god and having fun doing it amen, amen. you know and and that's what i see people like well i'm just gonna do this remember when i talked to you about and i said you know when i grew up in church took communion every month you know because we did it once a month we didn't do it every service did it once a month you know no big deal we just do it every Sunday you know once a month you do once a month for your whole life you know but I was 17 years old taking communion and a young lady who was just crying and bawling it was just touching her heart and I thought it's just communion what's wrong let me just help you here it ain't no big deal take the bread put it in drink drink the cup it's just a piece of cake but she said, you don't understand what God has forgiven me from. And I thought, gosh, you haven't lived that long to get forgiven for all that but you know, I just thought, oh, but here, God, it hit me so hard. And God began to just convicted me so bad because He said, You know, you have no idea. And from that point on, communion's never been the same. And every time I honor the Lord, it's so precious, so wonderful. You know, and I take communion more than than once a month. Hallelujah. Just doing my personal time because it's so awesome and honoring God. Amen because it changed same thing with water baptism now I've never thought water baptism was some little thing because they made it a big thing and we want to make it a big thing today for all of the kids I want them to know glory to God this is something supernatural because people always say well can kids get baptized they can if they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior people say well how old do they have to they have to know that they know that they know you couldn't talk me out of it I was nine years old when I got born again and nobody could talk me out of it You know, I made 20 kids go down to the altar the next night because they needed to get saved. All right? So, I mean, I was excited. (laughs) Amen. I was thanking God for that because I knew that I got born again. And everybody knew that I'd gotten saved. Not just my parents. Everybody knew. There was a difference. See, that's the difference. People have a tendency to go. I don't understand how, because you know people can fall away or do that. We know people can fall away. Problem is, they never slid far enough forward to fall that far. See, if you keep hanging around, if it's just no big deal, you know I make everything about the Word of God a big deal. (laughs) I do. So, well, you're the preacher. I know I'm supposed to do. That's my job. That's what we do. Hallelujah. You know because uh, I know this that if, if you don't understand what you're doing and the why of what you're doing, then you'll criticize everything. You'll criticize it because if you don't understand the why, you know, and I'll use this as an example. It's, it's kind of a little interesting example. We had a little Italian guy, little guy. I mean, he was like barely five feet tall. And it, if you're like there, I'm not saying you're little. I'm just saying that's, you know, compared to me, he's little, okay? And... Uh, and he, was, you know, and, and he was, you know, he was, he was in his 80s. And uh, every service, he'd come and he'd stand over here and, and he'd just dance and dance and do his own thing. And people would say, Pastor, why don't you tell that guy to stop? Why don't you tell him to quit doing those things? I mean, he's just, he just, I said, he's not bothering anybody. The kids all like it. They go over there and dance with them. It's okay, it's fun. But what people don't know is that uh, you know about ten years before that he broke his back and was laid up and was never told he was never going to walk again you know and never going to wasn't going to live wasn't going to and God healed him and he said that every time I come to church I'm going to dance before Lord. I'm going to worship God I'm going to do all that stuff and see and, but it wasn't anybody else's business it was just him you know you know and I'd say his name was Sam I said Sam you just go ahead and have yourself a time. Just enjoy it. Amen? Because even his wife told me, she said, doesn't that bother you? I said, that don't bother me at all. She said, well, why doesn't it bother you? I said, because I know the why. I know the why. She said, well, don't you think he's... I said, I don't think he's praised God enough. He's supposed to have been dead, supposed to never walk. And he's excited that he can walk. He's excited that he can do things. Amen? Hallelujah. (laughs) And, you know, and and you let alone of yourself. You know, here's what happens is, and that's what happens to, you know, you get up to 75, and you're kind of thinking, okay, well, I'm done. He decided he wasn't done. (sighs) Amen? You know? And we praise God for that. We prayed for him. We believed God with him, you know? And if it's why didn't you just make that announcement? Why would I? I didn't need to, I not need to be announced. I, I, you know, I enjoyed everybody getting upset about it and coming to me. It's so much fun. I loved it. I was just waiting to, because you could just tell. Oh, how come Pastor doesn't deal with that? <laughs> As you can see, I haven't changed the chairs back yet. There's a little bit of streak in me but I'm being nice. I'm being nice. I really am. Here's something that I want you to get a hold of though today when we talk and when we do this for all of you that are going to get water baptized and and, and to understand it too is that we need to grab a hold of our true identity and this is something that I like to declare and I like to declare it even at even at baptisms and things but really it's just letting yourself know you know what no matter what I may have been saved for a long time but I'm getting water baptized today so my life is going to be changed so this is what I say and what I do and what I've tried to share with people, and I wrote this down. It says, I boldly declare that I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, that old things have passed away and all things have become new. I am not who I used to be anymore. I don't think like that old man. I don't see like that old man. I don't talk like Like the old man. I don't behave like the old man anymore. I have come alive with vibrant life because of his resurrection power that works inside of me. And now I'm going to show everybody today, hallelujah, what has happened on the inside. See everything that God tells us to do on our walk with Him is supposed to make us stronger. It's supposed to give us more of an identification and more strength to know. Wait a minute! No, I am this. I have this. I've got what God has for my life. Amen. And that's the reason we do it is because Jesus told us to do it in the Word of God. He told us to do this. You know, He 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 said, "Hey, you know, you need to do these things because of what He said." Now, let's hear a little bit about the way we do it, you know, and some more things of why we do it, because this is where everybody gets caught up in things. If you don't get baptized this way, then you're not saved. Well, you don't have to be baptized and be saved. Salvation is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God declares that when we get saved, we should get baptized. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. It's amazing. You know, when Ananias showed up to talk to Paul, or Saul at that time, and he talked to him there, In Paul, well, actually, let's go over here. Go go to Acts chapter 22. Let's just read the story, okay? Instead of me telling you everything, you guys just sitting there enjoying yourselves. Amen. look at Acts 22 Acts 22 and and let's begin reading the verse uh, how about verse 11 and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation because I like the way it says it It says, I was blinded by the intense light, Paul is Saul talking, and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law, and well regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. He came and he stood beside me and he said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And that very moment I could see him. Then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. For you are to be his witness, telling everyone what you have seen and heard. Then he says, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, that's the first thing that, he, you know, all of a sudden he sees and does and he shares with them about being born again, knowing that it was Jesus and, all the, and calling upon the name of the Lord, getting born again. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. You know, when it talks about uh, the baptism and people say, yeah, but it's always in connection. It is because it's something we should do right after the fact, but it doesn't tell us that baptism saves us. Amen? And uh, we say, yeah, but what are, we, what are we looking at and what are we seeing is that when you, when you look at what the Word of God says, it, it talks about, Paul, Paul explains this in 1 Corinthians. He talks about, he says, hey, you know, I'm, Paul says, I'm so glad I didn't baptize very many I only baptized this two-person, and, oh, and then I also baptized this, this, this but nobody else. He wasn't saying that I led them to the Lord or anything. He says, I didn't perform what their, their, their baptisms and what was going and happening because baptism doesn't save us. Well, I want to make sure you understand that because some people think, man, if I could just get water baptized and I'll be saved. No. Hallelujah, you need to get saved. Know who you are in Christ. Again, get water baptized. Hallelujah. To solidify and believe that what's happening and what took place, hallelujah, and you're going to stand firm on that. Amen. Now you have all the big fights about, well, are you going to baptize in Jesus name only? Or are you going to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Cause Jesus said, you know, you know, in Matthew chapter 28, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. He said, go then and make disciples. I've given you all authority, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And lo, I am with you always. Amen. Hallelujah. But the disciples all the way through, it uh, goes through in the Acts of the Apostles. They baptize them hallelujah, in the name of the Lord in understanding the power and the authority of that name. Amen? The key is it's not the formula. Man, I wish Christians would get away from formulas. I, I like to teach on things. Hey, do steps or do different things because it'll be a blessing. helps you to know things But aren't you glad that God's not telling you you have to remember the formula? You just have to remember him. (laughs) Amen? Amen? Hallelujah? What happens is, is that people want to have something that's a head up on somebody else instead of taking the word of God and looking at the Bible and doing what the Bible says to do. Whether you get baptized in Jesus' name, whether you get baptized in, in, the, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, glory to God, and in the authority of Jesus' name. Because through the word of God, it's talking about authority. They all knew what they were doing in baptizing the folks that were there and going to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in the power and the authority of Jesus' name, baptizing because that's how we're saved. I many you know, in the power of the name of Jesus, the power of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ is how you get born again. Amen. You got to call upon the name of the Lord. People want to argue with everybody else, but as long as they pick Jesus, they pick the right one. You understand that? Don't fight with anybody. Say, well, I got baptized in Jesus name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank God. Biggest key is you got baptized. Amen? There was authority. There was power. Hallelujah. We, we see these things here. Amen? We see what God's doing. And, and to give you the really good, remember I told you in Acts chapter 10 is where uh, the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles. They all got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost before they ever got baptized. Because Peter says in Acts chapter 10, he says, Well, look at what forbids these guys to get water baptized now that all, all of this has happened. You know, we see all this, this that's come on them, the same thing that came on us. And he said, we can't. We got to get a water baptized. We got to do this. Amen? We see what God can do. I, and that's the reason I want to I really do it. Because we have in our day and age that people say, I just need to do this. I need to do it. Yes, you need to be water baptized. But it's not a means of salvation. So I want to get that. I can't emphasize that enough because, uh, wow, because people do that. They say, well, I was baptized as a baby, so I'm saved. Well, no, you're not. Sorry, that doesn't work. I know that's what the Orthodox believe, and I know that's what the Catholics believe, and I'm not coming against them. I'm just saying you didn't even know what you, you didn't even know you were there. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So you have to have made a decision later. You might have been raised in, you might have been raised up. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. But until you make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, you can't go to heaven on your mama's faith, your daddy's faith, your grandparents' faith. You got to go to heaven on yours. It's a personal gospel. Okay, it's got to be you. You've got to do this. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to do this. You've got to handle this. You've got to be able to believe in this. And as you do that, then God can do great things. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We see that. And Peter, he he endeavored to say that even in Acts chapter 2, he began to share because he said, you know, talking about Acts chapter 2 in verse 38, Peter answered the question about, you know, about salvation with this and about what was taking place. Hallelujah. Because he said this. He answered the question that Peter asked. The question was not what must we do to be saved, but they said now must what we do now after we are saved. What do we do now? Peter said, hey, here's how you get born again. Then he said, hey, now you need to be be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wonder we understand this. And I'm going to baptize the folks today. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to baptize. Some said, well, you're just trying to be all inclusive. I absolutely am. I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in the power and the authority of Jesus' name, baptize I you. So if somebody says, you baptize, you say say yes. You baptize in in the name of the Father. You say, yeah, I got it all. I just got it all. Okay? And the reason being is because I want you to understand it's not the formula. It's the action. It's what you're doing. That I'm trying to, you know, we've had some really exciting baptism here. We've, you know, we had one gentleman, man, we baptized him right down here, I remember, because in the wintertime we do it here. And he came out of the water, Why ca- He just jumped out of that thing without even getting on the stairs. You know, and he was in the 60s or 70s, he jumped out and he danced all the way down the aisle. Just got there. He, was, he was so thrilled because he'd just gotten saved. He lived all of his life not, you know, not saved. He lived all of his life terrible, and he was just so glad he's going to get to make heaven. And he's in heaven today, hallelujah, which is exciting, amen, we've had a lot, a lot of things, that, so I don't think we're going to have too many of that today, uh, I wish we would, you said, well, how, aren't you expected, I always expect God to do good things, you know, it, it's just a matter of the people that, that, are, gonna get, that are doing it, hallelujah, because there's going to be something supernatural, because something supernatural happens. Because it's, you know, it's an ordinance. It's just like the Lord's Supper. It's just like, you know, the water baptism is like, because Jesus told us to do that. That's what makes it so valuable. Amen? We probably ought to do that when people get saved. Just, you know, get them them baptized right then, right after. But we we have to set up the whole thing up, so we have to plan it. Amen? Hallelujah. So uh, uh, understanding all that, it helps us um, know what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing. Amen? people always want to contradict the Bible want to put things against things but you know it's not the Bible doesn't contradict itself we just realize let's let God be God in our lives and let's know something supernatural let's not take away from what we're doing today you know let's just really rejoice and praise God for all those that are saying I am going to let everybody know this is who I am and, and be signed sealed and delivered in it I mean, it's so wonderful to see it, so wonderful to have it, hallelujah, and, uh, you know, it's by that power and that authority that we do it, amen, Amen. I mean, and that's that's the joy of it, the joy of it, because we see that all through the Bible, we see it all through the the book of Acts, and when people got saved, then they got water baptized, that's what makes it so cool. Makes it so wonderful that God's hand is upon us, and since His hand is upon us, He actually, man, He just does great things for us. Hallelujah! And so I want to touch on one other thing, and then we're going to close. And I get to give you long; we got plenty of time to do things. I, you know, I knew I know what the temperature's supposed to be here at certain times. So I'm wanting it to get just a few degrees warmer, and uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get together here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> The last the fourth one, just so you know, that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to spend time on that because that opens up so many other cans of worms. Isn't it amazing that every doctrines that you have or everything, when it talks about the doctrines of baptisms, people don't have an understanding. What they don't have an understanding, you know, it's kind of like what somebody said, if people aren't up on it, they're down on it. Amen. But if you don't know enough about it, don't criticize something you you know you don't know about. The Bible says don't be a fool, don't answer a matter before you hear it or before you understand it. Amen. And so it's busy. that's so when you talk about the doctrines of baptism, because there's four different kinds the doctrines of baptism of repentance, baptism into Christ, water baptism, and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Being filled and taking hold of the truths of the Word of God it changes our lives forever. Amen hallelujah that's why there when you saw the, the, the uh, believers that were at Ephesus man they got saved filled and then they began to prophesy all at once got water baptized and everything it was awesome hallelujah and we thank God for that we thank God for God's word God's grace I think we probably need to go over the fundamental principles of the doctrines of Christ again so we all know them so there's not repentance from dead works so that there is a little bit of faith toward God amen Hallelujah, so that we know the doctrines of baptisms. How about the doctrine of laying on of hands? You know, didn't that's a fundamental principle of, of, of the doctrines of Christ, or the fundamental principles of the basic teachings of Christ was the doctrine, which is a foundational truth, of laying on of hands. I know you're all nervous right now. I'm not going to hands on you. I'm not going to do anything, you know. But it's a doctrine. It's understanding what it is, why it's given. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, and then the resurrection from the dead, and then also the eternal judgment. Nobody likes to talk about judgment, but it's one of the fundamental principles. Why do we do what we do? You know, why are we going to have water baptism? Why do, why do we do the things we do at church? You ever wonder? Because it all keeps us, it all directs us for our time. We're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming back, folks. <laughs> Jesus is coming back. You know that? Hallelujah. And thank God. What we need to do right now is draw closer to him. That's why I'm so excited about water baptism. I'm so excited about people wanting to, to, to be water baptized, wanting to get born again, wanting to get saved. Amen. And also, I want to throw this out. If you're here and you say, you know what? I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I'd like to get water baptized today. Hey, we can do that. We can accommodate you. We, 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 you know, we, uh, you uh, might even have a shirt that might fit you. We don't know that. Yeah, we had to buy twenty-four. Had to buy in twenty-four. We had fourteen signed up. We had to buy twenty-four shirts. So, because that's the limit, low, lowest you could do. But it, 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 the shirts say, "All things new," and so all things new. And uh, uh, you know, we, of course, we give them to everybody. That's, that's what about? That's, that's our gift to them. But it's all things new because all things have become new, and we want you to be brand new today. Amen. Hallelujah, glory to God. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you and love you. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Lord, I love you. And I thank you for what we're about to do today. we're about to honor you. Father, with these hallelujah folks, how young and old, that have a heart, they've made you the Lord of their life. They've made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life, and today. They're going to publicly acknowledge that in front of all of these folks outside. They're going to declare that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. And Father, we're going to do the orders of water baptism. We're going to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and in the power of Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that their lives will never be the same, even though they're already born again, their lives are not. But Father, something supernatural takes place when we honor you. And Lord, we never want to have a service. Never. I don't want to have a service. I don't know everybody here. But I want to give people the opportunity to know Jesus. They don't need to know me, but they need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And so, Lord, if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus, or there are people here that they need to come home, they need to come back. And they need to get back into this loving Jesus. They need to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. They need to rededicate their life. You need to come back to him like the prodigal son. Hallelujah. Father, we know that you'll run to them. You'll run to them. And so if you're here or if you're watching, if you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you need to come home. You need to come back or you need to come to him for the very first time. We want you to know God loves you. God cares for you. Hallelujah. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. It's as simple as that. It's you believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth for salvation. It comes to pass. Seems so simple, but when you do it from your heart, life-changing. Life-changing. Hallelujah. And if you don't really know how to do that and you want me to lead you in a prayer, just raise your hand. We'll lead you right now. We'll make everybody else say it too. Hallelujah. But if you want to be prayed for today if you want to be led in salvation today just raise your hand real high and we'll do that as a as a congregation hallelujah god loves you and he pray he just honors you he loves you glory to god well father i'm going to believe that everybody's born again because i don't understand why anybody would want to go through this life without you oh father thank you thank you thank you and so lord once again we just thank you for your grace Thank you for your mercy. And Father, thank you for your joy because we're about to do something very joyful. Hallelujah. We are celebrating life and we're celebrating new life. Hallelujah. With everybody that's here. Lord, we honor you for that. We thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Amen.